Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, a lot of you know that around a year and a half ago, after tons of requests, we started putting some of the questions Adam and I would ask each other in that week's podcast episode into our weekly email. People really rushed to sign up for these questions every week and the feedback we got was so overwhelming and made us so happy. Everything from, we just had the best sex we ever had, to my husband and I haven't had a conversation that deep and intimate since we were dating 10 years ago. Now, thousands of couples are hooked on the date night questions. It's time for the next step. For the first time ever, we're putting out an ebook containing the best of date night questions and lots of brand new ones. The ebook contains 12 amazing categories ranging from just for fun games to some yes, no, maybe checklists from the kinks and fetishes for beginners episodes to some more serious stuff for when we really need to get deep and communicate and resolve some real issues. Go through the topics whenever you're having a date night and choose what appeals most to your mood that night. Then sit back, get ready to connect in a whole new way. The ebook also includes fun, small bonding challenges you can do right there on your date night. Head over to marriageandmartinis.com and right at the top, click on pre-order the date night questions ebook or just go straight to marriageandmartinis.com slash dnq do it right now because we're doing 25 percent off the regular price until the book is released on may 7th is that correct daniel mm-hmm. may 7th so pre-order it now and get 25 percent off and get awesome bonus topics like double date night and girls night questions plus dozens of extra game night and just for fun questions Go now while it's at its lowest price before May 7th. We've done all the work. All you have to do is print out your questions, pour yourself a cocktail or a cup of coffee, and sit back and reconnect in a whole new exciting way. So head to marriageandmartinis.com now for just $14.99. Get the pre-order of the date night questions and all these extra benefits. You're going to absolutely love how it affects your relationship. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Marriage of Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hi. And how ironic it is that we are, we're doing an episode about pregnancy. And then I just started The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know where you were going with that. I, I know. I'm, 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 I don't even. Yeah, like, you're on talk, season two. Of I don't Handmaid's even want to talk about pregnancy and women. And I'm so bothered by this show. Uh, thank you. I'm so glad you're bothered <laughs> I mean, by this show. Be? It's, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this already. It's what, like a couple of years old already? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so, season four comes out in April, I think, or maybe June. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know if I can watch it with you. I, well, if we're both 
caught up. We have to watch it together. But I am when like you just watched that show. When I watched that show, it was like a process. It had to be a certain time of day. I couldn't watch it at night because it was too scary. Um, after I watched it, I had to make sure that I had time after to do something that would like bring me down to earth again. So I would have to either watch you know, all these sitcoms or right. go on the, the characters' Instagram pages to remind myself that they're not real and, you know, and all this stuff. It was, I, I, like, I could never come in and watch. If you were watching another show, I would watch it with you again. I would never watch this one again. It's really tough to yeah. watch. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's probably different, maybe a little bit, watching it as a woman. Of course. So it is whatever you're feeling. I mean, I w- was during that, you know, you just be- because there's so many things like w- there are so many things that were, you know, that that slowly start to happen in that show when they do the flashbacks. Yeah. And you see the progression. And sometimes, you know, you worry about are there like little things going on in society that are barreling towards that mm-hmm. so it's but i guess that's kind of why i watch it like i'm watching the walking dead because i'm not a woman which world is worse walking dead or i gotta say they're they're both pretty bad but um at least you have a chance in the walking dead i was gonna say i think i'd rather be eaten by a zombie yeah i mean at least you can you know at least you can fight back <laughs> you yeah know? Mm-hmm. So I can relate to The Walking Dead, uh, not relate to it, but put myself into that situation within a story where I can't within The hand, Handmaid's Tale because I w- would never be a handmaid, you know? <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Nor would I ever defend myself or my family for zombies because I wouldn't know what the <laughs> fuck to do. I'd, I'd call my friends who are <laughs> know right. what they're doing more than I do. We have friends who have like food stored and stuff in their basements exactly. in case of a zombie apocalypse. Right, so we're going to their house. We're going to their house. Right. Yep. All right. So pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've been doing this series on we did pregnancy loss, uh, an episode on pregnancy loss with um, Dr. Lori, who is a specialist in that. If you haven't listened to that, definitely do. Uh, we're going to be having on specialists talking about infertility. We're having a doula on, uh, you know, just all aspects of ex- expanding your family that I thought would be really great because so many people go through all different types of uh, journeys from, you know, trying to conceive kids or adopting or surrogacy or whatever it is, the, the method that every family, you know, different family uses to expand their family. So I really wanted to put some episodes out there. But this one I thought would be great if we talked about our experiences. Sure. Um, We did a little bit. I think it's like our third or fourth episode. We talked about pregnancy, but that was more like we talked about the birth and labor and stuff. Yeah, this definitely overlaps with some of what we've done already. A little bit. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right on. Right on. Let's do it. Um, Yeah, I just, when we were talking to... uh, Wednesday Martin and we were talking about when we grow up how little we really know about we learn about you know we we learn so much about like the anatomy of women and men in that fallopian tubes and ovaries and uh, a man's you know uh, reproductive organs and everything but we don't learn a lot about 
the sexual side of things, the sexual science side of things, we learn about the scientific like anatomy physiology. So there's so much we miss out on growing up. Like what do you remember learning about as far as pregnancy, miscarriage, postpartum, fertility, anything like that when you were when you were growing up? Like what what was your exposure to all of that? Honestly, I can't remember anything. I don't think maybe I was taught some of these, but I, I don't remember. The only thing that I can actually remember is being in maybe it was like fifth grade where they took all the boys into one room, all the girls into the other room. And my male teacher talked to all the boys about our reproductive system, like what we're supposed to do and what everything is for and all that. And I was assuming they did the same for the girls. I don't know, but I don't remember ever all coming together. And we all learned about pregnancy and women's bodies and what they go through while they're pregnant. I don't think that happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think there was a sex ed for that. That That I can remember at least. No, I mean you. Fa- you learned that it took nine months. You yeah, learned yeah, that right. That, the basics that right. labor is painful as fuck. Yeah, but only from you know movies and TV shows. You I didn't. Think- well, you guys didn't have to watch that. The um, the, what, what was the movie called about the the? Oh, now I can't I remember know. what the movie was called. But it was all about a woman giving birth. And it was like everybody would oh, talk about it I, all year long because you would see like parts of a woman's yes, body. Yes, I do think that we did see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bet you did. I probably like removed it, that from my memory. Right. It was more of like a look how painful this is. Don't ever get yourself pregnant before you're married. Why is it totally, I guess, not off topic, but not part of this episode. Why? Why, why is it supposed to be so painful? Like, th- this is, we're here to birth children, like, and keep going as a civilization. Why is it supposed to be so painful for women to give birth? Right. Is it just humans that experience this kind of pain? Do do, do animals, when they give birth, like, experience this kind of... Uh, I, I don't I know. Never, I will ask one the next time they're in labor. I've never witnessed it myself. Right. But I, I, it doesn't... I, I don't think so. I don't know. You don't know. What Please do you mean you don't go, think so? You have no idea. I, you know, for the uh, all the times that I've seen animals give yeah, birth... Yeah, exactly. You don't no, you hear see animals having sex, but you and, don't hear them. But you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, why is it a painful thing? Like, it shouldn't it be... Just well, maybe a, because you they you also don't want to overpopulate the earth. Like you as, think that's as, why? Well, I don't know because maybe as good as sex feels, so you want to have a lot of it. Also, the labor uh, the labor part is really painful, so that maybe balances it out that you're not going to just like have sex with every single. I don't know. No, I don't think so because anything else that's reproducing it reproduces as fast as possible and is you know like look at you know. I don't even want to get into. All right, well let's let's research that. You could have researched it for this episode. No, but, but it wasn't really supposed to oh. be part of it. It just kind of popped into my head. Oh yeah, like, I don't know. I just know that um, you know I, I feel like the one thing that you learn in sex ed was how painful labor is. Like that, you know, don't you di- you know don't get pregnant because it is so unbelievably painful to give birth, and that video makes it look so painful that they show you, and it, I don't know. Like a lot of scare tactics, right? But I'm also like 98.6% sure that I would never learned about miscarriages and postpartum Mm-mm. and you know, fertility, nope. you know, all that stuff right. that we need to know about. And you and I were both youngest children, so we never saw our moms pregnant 
right. with siblings or anything. I was the second to youngest cousin. So my my cousin who's younger than me is like a year younger than me. So I never saw my aunts pregnant. Like I didn't have a lot of that. And you're also much younger than your siblings. Right. So. I don't I don't have any sort of you know, I, I think the first time I really knew someone pregnant was some a family that we babysat. Um, the mom got pregnant with a third kid and I was very close with them. So I saw her go through labor, uh, go through labor, through pregnancy. And I remember she was like a great pregnant person. She, you know, she just like, she was just, was, it didn't really phase her. And then, um, I think other than that, when my sister got pregnant, I think was the next time that I really knew somebody who was pregnant. So I did not have a lot of exposure to it either. Yeah. Same thing. I think movies and everything. And obviously that's not you know, I think about like, look who's talking. There's that scene where she's in labor. They're, everyone's always screaming to death and it's right. it's painful. And, you know, you you look at, you watch and you don't ever want to have kids. But no, I, I did not have a lot of, and in my, my teenage years, I was so scared of getting pregnant. Like I, I wasn't even having sex. I didn't have sex because I was so scared of getting pregnant. You were, you were scared of the idea of pregnancy, not that you were having sex and worried about getting pregnant. Well, my, uh, you know, I don't even, this was before I was even diagnosed with OCD, but I was so afraid of getting in trouble my whole life. I've spoken to this before. I, I was just, I mean, it's funny because I was so bad in so many ways. I, I, you know, I smoked, I drank, I did all these things, but I, I was, to me, pregnancy was like, I was so scared of getting pregnant. Yeah, but aren't all, all girls Scared of getting pregnant when they were in high school and, and not to college. the extent that I was. Like I was to the point where if I was making out with a guy and he like came within a foot and a half vicinity of my vagina, I was sure that I was pregnant somehow. And it's why I, I'm just curious why when you're with a guy is his penis a foot and a half away from you that it's gonna fly I'm over saying, into you. <laughs> I'm saying it wasn't like I wasn't even having it wasn't even <laughs> does it wouldn't matter. They could have been in is, the next room. Is your, and is your vagina a foot and a half from your mouth? Is that what happened? What? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like it was so absurd. The amount of fear I had about getting pregnant and like, you know, yeah, it would have it would have been it really would have sucked. But I was like, I spent all my time worrying about this. And, you know, I, and so I I. For me, sex was super scary and pregnancy was like, it was all very scary and it was, it, I didn't want it to happen until it absolutely was supposed to happen. And yeah, I was never relaxed about any of it, which maybe is why later I had so many horrible uh, experiences with pregnancy and men mentally and everything, maybe because that fear had always been so great for me. That I a little bit like set myself up, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, definitely. But also, I just wanted to mention, as a guy, you know, being in high school or being in college or, you know, just being of that age, you know, we're very nervous about getting somebody pregnant. You know, it's, listen, it's nowhere near to the extent of your nervousness and what you're nervous about because it's not our bodies and we're not getting pregnant. But it's a scary thought to be 18 years old and think... What do I do if she gets pregnant? Mm -hmm. What what you know? What's gonna happen? Is she gonna have the baby? Are we gonna get married? You know, I'm 18 years old. I'm mm -hmm. not thinking about. Why this. did you think about that stuff? Of course. Oh, you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, I was. You know, I was always. You know, I always use condoms. I was always. You know, for, you know, 
very careful about all that. And, you know, we were also grew up in the age of the scary STDs, you know, which is also a thing. Well, AIDS AIDS was the big thing, you know. So, you know, we, we were scared shit of, you know, STDs and AIDS especially. So that was another reason too. But we were very scared of getting somebody pregnant, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, from a guy's perspective, just something that we think about too. Right. Well, and it's just so interesting because you spend all these years when you're younger avoiding getting pregnant, not realizing that it's actually kind of hard to get pregnant. I mean, some people get pregnant on the first time, but I think in sex ed, you sort of are given, you're under the impression that you just have sex, you get pregnant. Anytime you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. Don't do it. You know, it's not that simple. Right. It's like, guys, if you don't wear a condom, you're going to get her pregnant. Exactly. Which obviously, of course, you want people to wear a condom and stuff, but... I think we go into then trying if we haven't gotten much more information than that, thinking it's just going to be like, okay, we're going to have sex. We're going to, you know, get pregnant and it's going to be easy and that's it. Right. Yeah. I guess aligning with, you know, your fertility that, you know, if you're ovulating, if like you have to line things up, which is kind of funny because for us, for our experience, that was a memorable time for me <laughs> because I, I'll never forget when, when I, I guess it was for when, you know, we were trying the first time when we had Mia, it was new to us. It was a, you know, a new experience for us to try to have a child. And I remember we li- I lived, we lived across the street from where I worked mm-hmm. and you would call me and say, I'm ovulating, come home mm-hmm. like at lunchtime. Right. And I was like, I hung up the phone before you even said come home. <laughs> wasn't I, you know, there one time I was like, I had book club at my house or something. Yes, we ran upstairs and had I sex or something. I think so. But you made me, you know, not made, you called me to come home many times to, you know, you're ovulating, it's time, let's go, let's right, do it. Right, and you were right around the corner. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's faster than a cigarette break. Yeah, <laughs> you were my bitch. <laughs> listen, for that reason, I can be a bitch for anything, you know, listen. Yeah, and... and when I talk about complications that I had, and I did have a lot of, especially my first pregnancy was so complicated. We really did get pregnant pretty quickly. That was probably the easiest part for us. Of, yeah, we did not experience the complications of trying to get pregnant. Right. So. Right. And and with the first time, I think it took the longest time. I think it was about four months and it felt like forever. Was it four months? I think it was four months. It felt like forever. And, you know... Uh, I think about people who go through it for for so much longer than that, and it, it's it's really hard. Uh, but no, that was that was the one part for me. The getting pregnant was sort of the easiest part for us. For me, it was the pregnancy and the postpartum that were the hardest. Although I didn't have postpartum with with uh, Ian or Jonah, only with Mia. Well, you were off your meds. I was off. Well, I was back on my meds, but yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, but you. We were uh, no, off I wasn't. For so it wasn't long. like balanced. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, what well, we got, you know, we got pregnant with Mia pretty quickly. I, th- I, I don't, I don't think I knew anything about being pregnant other than what I had seen with my sister and the woman I babysat for, who again had, I think, was just like superwoman pregnant. My sister was. She was a good pregnant woman too. I mean, she was not. There were no, you know, nothing 
nothing like uh, life changing, I think, happened when they were pregnant. So I was just expecting it to be the same for me. Well, isn't that a problem? Like, don't look to people to expect your experience to be the same. You know, don't look at your sister. Don't look at your friend who was pregnant. Don't look at, don't ask them questions. Because, I right, mean, nobody ever yes, spoke to me. I mean, but but then again, it would have been really hard for me. I mean, you also don't want to scare somebody. Well, no, but everybody is so different that you, you can't look at somebody and say, oh, their pregnancy is so easy. I guess it's going to be no problem for me. Well, or not the, if you don't opposite. know that the other thing exists. Not that you don't know, if, not if you don't know that pregnancy can be complicated. And I don't think I really realized that. Well, no, there's certain questions to ask. But, uh, you know, uh, what I'm saying is don't look at somebody and try to say, well, because they're having a great pregnancy or they're having a disastrous pregnancy, that's how I should prepare. Like, it, you're going to be, you're going to have your pregnancy. You're going to have your possibly have your complications you're going to have your benefits you're going to have like it's all just so oh yeah everyone is so personal sure like it's not going to be what you're looking at right but we had no idea what we were getting into no we were fucking kids right but we still just because we never talked about it like i had no idea you know what what would happen if we did have trouble conceiving were you going to be would, would you want to adopt would you want to do a surrogate like we never had any of those conversations I and i just knew i wanted to it. be a mom that's it right. i mean i knew i wanted to be a mom whatever got me there um but now yeah, we never had those conversations um Let's what, take a did, break. Did you oh, even, did, did you think about those conversations when we were 27? A trying? little bit. Did you? A little I, bit. Like, I, I did. I never even thought of like I feel like when we were 26 and 27, we were like 15. We were just such immature like not grown-ups, not like I don't even think we had mature ideas. Well, I think in the back of my mind, I knew that I wanted to be a mom and I knew that you we're very by the book about things. Like I don't, I, I was worried that, you know, you wouldn't want to adopt or you wouldn't want to do surrogacy or anything because you weren't at that point very open-minded about things. So I think had we had a lot of trouble, we, the communication would have been really hard that we had not had it before we got, we started trying because you and I were on like such different wavelengths with all of that. Mm-hmm. So it would have been really hard. Let's take a break. I want okay. to come back and get into uh, more pregnancy stuff. <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, that's, that's what, what this the episode's, episode's about. about. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay. This episode of Marriage and Martinis is sponsored by Best Fiends. Who doesn't need a little fun and downtime right now? We all do. With Best Fiends, the fun never ends. There are literally thousands of levels to play and tons of cute characters to collect. If you're tired of the same old puzzle game, it's time to try Best Fiends, which engages your brain with fun puzzle levels, but it's a casual game, so it's not going to stress you out. And right now, nobody is looking for any more stress. I've been playing Best Fiends for almost a year now, and it's been so much fun collecting these new cute characters, and there's always new levels and challenges to keep me engaged in the game. But also... My nine-year-old and I are in constant competition between who is at a higher level or who has more characters collected. So trust me, you don't want to miss out on this game. So join me and millions of people who are already playing this fun puzzle game. Download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play today. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. 
One of the reasons I really wanted to do this episode is because I want people to know that if you don't love being pregnant or you're struggling or you're feeling alone about it, that it's okay. And I think that we don't talk about that enough. When I was pregnant, there were so few resources, except for people around me who honestly had very different experiences than me being pregnant and some books that I absolutely could never relate to. I would have benefited so much from an app and platform like Ovia. I love researching for our podcast. It's one of my favorite parts of being a podcaster. And for episodes like this, I do so much research because I truly want to find the best for our listeners. And I'm really so excited to share Ovia, a digital health company that uses mobile technology to help women and families have healthier lives. Ovia Health has pregnancy, fertility, parenting apps, and they're all free and have helped millions of women and families on their fertility, pregnancy, and parenting journeys. Ovia's mobile apps use data-driven science to provide their community with health insights, resources, and the confidence you need to achieve your personal health and parenting goals. People at every stage of the journey from preconception through pregnancy and parenthood. They believe that support and expert care should be available for every single person experiencing any of these oftentimes uncertain stages of life along the journey to create a healthy, happy family. And these apps and the amazing information they provide are available at any moment of the day to answer questions and help you feel safer and more secure. We could all use that. Download Ovia Fertility, Ovia Pregnancy, or Ovia Parenting by visiting info.oviahealth.com slash marriage. Don't worry, we're going to put that in the episode description, and I'll have it on Instagram and our Friday Five this week, or head to the App Store and search for Ovia Health. It's a no-brainer, and it's free. We can all use all the support we can get, and I'm so in love with this company and this platform. Go check out Ovia Health, O-V-I-A. Did you know, Adam, that it usually takes women at least 13 minutes to achieve orgasm during sexual activity? I did not know that. Next time we make it to 13 minutes, maybe I'll find (laughs) out. (laughs) Well, that's where Promescent comes in. Promescent has been a leading brand working to close the orgasm gap with their incredible doctor-recommended products, especially their delay spray. The delay spray is used by over 500,000 men, and partners saw a 50% increase in orgasms when their male partner used the spray. Promescent also has amazing lubricants, supplements, condoms, massage oils, everything to take your intimate experience to the next level. Over 2,200 urologists recommend Promescent. Now you can enjoy all the sensations of sex without holding back or worrying about finishing too soon. Did you hear that ad? Yeah, I'm listening. (laughs) Please keep going. Yes, it's true. That's what you you would say. What? Please keep going. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) thank you. Visit this episode's description to get the link to get an exclusive 15% off your first order. Permescent doesn't require a prescription and comes in completely discreet packaging. It's time for us all to start talking about the orgasm gap because there are ways that we can make sex better between ourselves and our partners. And that's where Permescent comes in. Again, visit our episode description or visit our Friday 5 email this week to get the link to get your 15% off exclusive for Marriage and Martinis. Permescent, because we can all be a little better in bed. I want to go a little bit into my OCD with our first pregnancy my first pregnancy because obviously it it is a huge part of my life but I also don't want to go too much in because first of all we've spoken about it in other episodes and also I have an amazing we have an amazing excuse me 
uh, expert in OCD coming on the podcast in like a month and a half. Uh, and I want to get into it deep with her a little bit. So, but, um, but a little overview in case anybody hasn't listened to the other episodes, the OCD, the anxiety, other stuff that we've, we've talked about. Um, my, I went off my meds when I was, um, first pregnant at the advice or not first pregnant when I was first trying, when we were first trying at the advice of my OBGYN. Um, again, I was young. I didn't do any research. I just assumed you had to go off your medication. I didn't know that there were other options. Um, my OBGYN was very old school. I don't think I ever realized that there were like a thousand OBGYNs. I think I just went to the same one that I knew people went to in my area. I didn't like research or do any of that. Um, and it fucked me up big time. And by the time... I got pregnant, I was a basket case. Like, my first pregnancy was so hard because it was, you know, obviously led to one of the best things in my life, but it was also the hardest, most devastating time in my life. Right, and you were still teaching at the time. I was still teaching at the time, yeah. Yeah, because I remember, you know, we're friends with a lot of the people that you were teaching with, and people... Asking me, hey, is Danielle okay? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Oh, I was, I mean, I was as close to, I, I say, really, that pregnancy saved me because um, I I would, you know, the fact that I was caring for another human, I was at, I was in the depths of hell. And um, I was definitely teetering on the edge and in a severe depression on, t- you know, on top of everything else, because of everything else, I moved out from living with you. I moved in with my parents. You and I basically like were as distant as could be. It was such a scary time. And I I do think that, you know, I was so worried about losing the baby. That's, that was the biggest part of my OCD was, you know, am I going to lose the baby? Am I going to do something? Am I going to eat something wrong? Um, Anything I did, anything I touched, it was the insane hand washing because I was afraid of chemicals. I, I didn't eat very much because I was afraid that the food was contaminated with something. I I mean, it was everything. Like, I was like the OCD MVP, as I say. Everything triggered me. And I was not doing well as a pregnant woman in the fact that I wasn't eating right. I wasn't sleeping at all. My blood pressure was always up. They would go and try to listen to the baby's heartbeat and they couldn't tell, you know, a baby's heartbeat is way faster. They couldn't tell if it was the baby or me because I would get so nervous every time they would do an ultrasound that my, right. my blood I pressure. That. Yeah. It just, everything was so scary. And I, you know, I wasn't really creating a great, home environment in my body for a baby and I felt such guilt about that then like it was such a um a a catch-22 and it was just in so many ways like a just a vicious cycle and um and you and I were at such a bad place that I do think god forbid I had lost the baby um I don't think we would have made it I think we would have probably separated do you think that now or you thought that then? Oh, no, both. I think that now. Definitely. I do not think we would have made it past that. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Be- well, why do you think that? Because you you did lose, you know, you did have a miscarriage. Well, after- wait a minute. It was way, our relationship was way different. And my second pregnancy was way different than my first. No, I understand that. I'm just uh, Because to- I think that we were, 
in such a bad place. I had moved out. I was living with my parents. Um, you were freaked the fuck out. You know, you were young and didn't understand and, and couldn't help me. Um, you know, I, I couldn't even help myself. So I think that had that happened, first of all, who knows how much worse I would have gotten had that happened. Right. That's true. Yeah. And, um, and I just think that we were, we were just so disconnected and. Well, yeah, I didn't even know who you were. Right. You know, like you were not Danielle. No, I wasn't. I was I was a shell of a human being. Yeah. I was a shell of a human being. And my mom, you know, like pretty much nursed me like for three, four months. I don't remember how long I was living at my parents. But um, every night she would come in, lay with me, talk to me. I mean, I, I put her through hell. Um, but was there like I asked you if there was one moment during that where you felt like wow, this is really, really bad. Yeah, it was the whole time that led up to you having to move out. It wasn't just one moment. It was just not knowing who you were. You were not yourself. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to not even just handle it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to talk to you. I didn't know, I didn't know mm-hmm. how to make you feel better. I didn't know how to make me feel better. I, I, I just didn't understand yeah in every way i just didn't understand right Uh, of course um yeah i I think there was one time you know my dad is this like very serious guy who kind of has it all together all the time and the fact that you know he always worked really hard and he's you know this like religious guy and he just had just seems like he has his shit together to me like all the time like he just doesn't break down and is lost. Mm-hmm. And there was one time where I really knew my dad was scared to shit about me. Yeah. I, and I remember him calling me. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember thinking at that point, like, Oh wow. Yeah. This is really bad. If my dad is really scared, but I, I also want to say, I meant to say this at the beginning of the episode that I don't want to scare anybody because I am, I think I'm very much in the minority. Most of my friends, most of my family, you know, your side of the family and everything, everybody has loved pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So it is not, this is not typical. And well, it, No, it's more about if you have something that you know could affect your, not, not affect your pregnancy if you're going to, you know, lose the child or not, but, but going to affect you mentally or, you know, because you're on medication for OCD or like, if you know about that about yourself and you're going to get pregnant, do that research first and find the right doctor and find the right doctor. Yeah. I wish I had, wish I wish I had done that. Right. Like if, if that happened, none of this would have happened Mm -hmm. most likely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let, all right. So that was a lot and very, you know, kind of serious, serious. And we're going to stand a little bit for the podcast. Let's move on to more kind of fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, the fun stuff, like the funny stuff about when you were pregnant, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. All right. Do you have funny stuff? I do have a few things. Oh, okay. But you don't remember anything? I mean, my whole, it was all such a shit show. I was the grossest pregnant woman ever for all three of our pregnancies. I was like, I was the grossest. Like they say, you know, a woman's body is her temple and everything. Mine was like a swamp. 
a swamp. Yeah, because I, I really, when I think about it, I was like, what do I even equate my pregnant self to? And it would be, I've said it before, Shrek. <laughs> that beginning scene of the first movie where he's like farting in the mud and taking the earwax out of his ear and like stinky and gross. And that was me. I was a troll. Do you think most women feel that way about themselves no. when they're pregnant? I, well, you always hear about the pregnancy glow. And well, I, was like, I was like, what the fuck is this pregnancy glow? But yeah, because, you know, guys, I guess we equate pregnant women as, you know, hot really yes they got that glow they got the big boobs they got you know like this aura about them and it's just like a sexy thing no my body like turned against me that's i felt so repulsive that was well, one of the reasons i think way. we had sex once all well, the time for different reasons no not really i think had i i had no sex drive i felt disgusting I felt like my body was disgusting. I mean, all my hormones were, I mean, my smell changed, my my sweat changed, like everything about me changed. Well, yeah, there was definitely very little sex, if any. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I remember even trying to like find positions that worked and they didn't. And I, I was even just like super tight down there. This might be like more information than anybody <laughs> wants, but I, I felt like my, my down there was my body was locking. Like you shouldn't do this now. <laughs> it was locking up. It was just like, right. lock, it was like a, it's it was like a self lock system. Yeah. Well I had the key, so it wasn't that big of a deal. No, it, there was no <laughs> key. I really felt, I felt like it was like glued together. <laughs> I hear you. But 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 aside from, you know, the sexual aspect of it all, like you you did not have a big issue with being nauseous and vomiting and all that kind of stuff except for one time during Passover mm -hmm. <laughs> when we were eating all this of meal. Lots of meal. <laughs> and you came home, opened the door and you were just Niagara Falls out of your mouth mm -hmm. all over the kitchen. Yep, uh, our brand new kitchen. <laughs> yep. And I was, I was I was a nice guy. I cleaned up after you. I don't think you did. Oh, maybe you did. I cleaned it up. <laughs> I do not think you cleaned it up. No, it was pretty gross. There was also, um, whether I think this was part of your OCD thing too, but when you were pregnant, I was so excited and so happy. And I wanted to do for you, and I didn't know how. So I remember taking you shopping to the Short Hills Mall and trying to buy you like the nicest maternity clothes, like... Didn't even care the expensive stuff, and you were just not into it. No, you it. were so sweet. I wanted so bad just to like parade you with expensive, beautiful. Parade, shower me with. Sure. <laughs> parade is the wrong word. I don't know. All right, shower you with. Yeah. I wanted to just spoil you with. You yeah, know, you did. Like the the best. You were of so the best. sweet, totally. And you were so not into. I it. was so not. I just I couldn't enjoy anything. No, it was terrible. I couldn't. My second and third pregnancies were not really like that. I did not have the mental aspect with my second and third. I was not. Well, I should say, I had four pregnancies, but I should say that like they were much better, but. The exhaustion I felt, I, well, I didn't have a lot of nausea, but the exhaustion I felt was nothing like I had ever, like, it shouldn't even be the same word. Exhaustion doesn't even cover it. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time when I was pregnant with Jonah, I think I recently told you this story. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think that you just didn't get it. First of all, I was newly pregnant with Jonah. I was my first trimester. I had two other little kids running around. And at the end of the day, I remember just feeling like I could barely lift my arm. And you got home from work 
and the dishwasher needed to be unloaded. Ah, uh, the dishwasher story that we hear no, all the time. No, seriously. No, seriously. This is this is kind of funny. And oh, sort of. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, like, can you just unload the dishwasher? I cannot even get off the couch. And I remember you saying to me, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll <laughs> unload the bottom part because it's really hard for you to bend over. And you can unload the top part. See how sweet I am? I did not want you to bend I over. I was like, he does not fucking get it. <laughs> like, he does not get it. I, I don't remember this, but I, you've said it a thousand it's times. It's true. It happened. I mean, I'm sure you came home from work. You were exhausted too. But what I'm saying is it is not... Like exhaustion isn't even the word. I don't even know what the word is. It's almost like a paralysis. Like you just can't even possibly get up and move. Mm-hmm. And and I I think as much as I, I really didn't have a lot of nausea during my pregnancy, the contrary, I ate my fucking brains out all the time. I gained 60 pounds at least with each pregnancy. But I... Um, the I, what I What I lacked in nausea, I made up for in exhaustion. Right. Well, with Mia, you were a milkaholic, right? You were drinking milk nonstop. Yeah, I drank a lot of milk. With Ian, you were a Spriteaholic. Well, with Mia, my first and, and through my second trimester almost, I barely ate. People were, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I lost that. weight. I lost weight. And I remember calling my doctor and him being such an asshole about it. And me being like, I don't know what to do. I'm losing weight. He's like, I don't know. Eat a cheeseburger. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, they were such douchebags. I hated them. But so, Ian, it was Sprite. Right. Yeah, Sprite. All the time. Mm -hmm. And you never drink Sprite. Mm But Jonah, what was there anything? I don't remember. Poor poor Jonah. McDonald's, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Poor third kid syndrome. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Mm-hmm. What are we moving on to? Uh, do you want to talk about advice that you would give couples trying to get pregnant? Wait, are we not? Are we skipping the miscarriage part? Okay, I don't. Oh, you don't have that I don't part. Have that. Oh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll be here to listen in. Well, I was wondering. So we had Mia, um, and it's amazing. I remember your mom saying to me after Mia was born because I had such a hard pregnancy. I I, I remember her saying, "Well, I guess that's it, huh?" Like, I guess you're not having any more kids because it was such a terrible pregnancy. Why would anybody want to go through that again? And there was never any question in my mind that I wanted to have more kids, mm-hmm. uh, which also just goes to show how amazing it is, you know, and how worth it it is, no matter what you go through. Well, I shouldn't say no matter what you go through because I there are th- certain things I never experienced. But if I'm scaring anybody, I want them to know that I still did it again. Which means that as terrible as it was, it didn't keep me from doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I do realize that some people don't have more kids, and I totally understand that. I have friends who say, um, I, I am not having another child after the, you know after they've had their first because they don't that they don't feel like they'll be able to take care of their child. You know, they want to concentrate on that and they don't know that they'll be able to do that. And I totally have so much respect for that. Whatever your decision is, is, is the right decision. But, um, but I remember when I was, um, getting pregnant the second time, like we didn't wait very long. It was pretty early. Um, it was pretty soon after Mia was born. She was maybe a year, a year and a half when we started trying again. Okay. I got pregnant super quickly. Um, and you know, and I, one night, I remember, I'll never forget, I was watching Dateline, I was in bed, and I was so sick. 
I was like so sick. I, I felt so nauseous. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, is my whole pregnancy going to be like this? I won't, I can't do this. Like, I was so, so sick, but I just thought it was nauseous. Uh, like the room was spinning and I just felt so sick and I almost felt like I was getting a fever. And I woke up the next morning like bleeding profusely. Do you remember any no, of that? No, none of this. Really? I remember nothing. Do you remember going to the doctor? No. Wow. Yeah, I, I just Isn't don't. it so crazy what different experiences you have? Like, well, I think I also have some weird thing. I don't remember. Like my childhood, there's only certain things I remember. Yeah, but this was like a, a, a miscarriage. I, I understand. But even like, the, like I have trouble remembering and I don't know what it is. And I maybe this is one of those. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know how to explain it. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, if I, I can recall certain things and I can't recall certain things. I don't know what it is, okay. whether they're important or not, but I remember the miscarriage, of course. Yeah. I just don't remember this specific. Incident. Yeah. So I woke up, you know, prof- profusely bleeding and I knew what it was. And, uh, we went to the doctor, you know, they did the ultrasound and they said, I, you know, I had lost the, the baby. And, um, and then do you remember I have negative blood type? So I had to go, if you have negative blood type, you have to get a shot every time after you deliver a baby because your body like works against you or something. I don't remember the specifics. It was so long ago, but I remember having the miscarriage then being like, okay, now you have to go over to the hospital and get this shot so that you don't remember any of that. No. That I had the negative blood type, and so I had to get this shot every no. time so that you're... Really? Nope. Wow. Okay. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, um, yeah, and, you know, I, I knew... I, I said in, in the episode with the doctor that we just did on pregnancy loss, like, I think that a lot of times with miscarriage, you know, we you it happened in the morning, and, like, by nighttime... We were all talking about like what we're going to watch on TV. I don't think I ever appropriately mourned it. I really don't. I don't think that I, because I mean, to this day, I still think about it on April 30th every year. I stop and I kind of like reflect on it. And I realize, you know, comparatively, we were speaking about it comparatively. I know women go through like incredible, devastating loss. Um, And this, you know, comparatively was not that but it was a loss and it was something that my body went through it was something that my mind went through and um you know and I just I I think as women we're just supposed to like go on with our lives and and you know maybe you take a day or two to think about it and be sad but then you're supposed to bounce right back and especially you know I had this mental illness and everything I'm lucky that I didn't spiral again I don't know why I didn't but I didn't um, well, you were back on your meds, first of all. Right. That's a big deal. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I do remember that. I, I remember when you had the miscarriage and I, I I didn't feel any remorse. I didn't feel any sadness about the miscarriage or losing the child. You know, I, I didn't feel any of that. All I remember feeling was just making sure you were okay. Mm-hmm. Like I had no sadness about losing a baby, you know, like it wasn't, you weren't scared that like, Oh no, maybe we're not gonna be able to get pregnant. Not even a little bit. Uh Yeah. Not even a little bit because you know, it's just such a, I knew at the time, it's just such a common thing. Like there was just something wrong with the pregnancy and the body knows when to release and because of whatever reason. And it did. Right. And I knew that at the time and I knew that you were going to be okay. And it wasn't a big deal physically for you, but I, I, I had no sadness. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. I mean, it kind of was a big deal physically. I was pretty sick. 
right. I, I didn't think there was a chance you weren't going to get pregnant again is what I was saying. Like oh, it I see what you're saying. It didn't destroy you internally right, or anything right. to that degree. Right. Um, so I, all I remember is, and that's why I think by nighttime we were just like, what movie should we watch? And let's just sit on the couch and be together and... You know, that's it. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming you. I'm saying I think that no, that's no, how it is are. in so many. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think that's just society's way of dealing with it. Like, just move on. You know, women are supposed to endure so much stuff, and we never stop and are like, shit. That's kind of like a momentous life event, and and maybe they need to take some time. Nobody does that. We're sort of like, okay, keep going. You right. got this. And you know what? I'm not a big guy for. I, I don't think about things happen for a reason or I don't think that way. Right. But I kind of do about this, you know, and even our, you know, because if it wasn't for the miscarriage, we would not have had Ian and who right. knows about having Jonah. And, and, and they know about this, you know, we were just talking about this tonight with Ian. You yeah. Know? And he said, you know, well, if he didn't have the miscarriage, yeah, I wouldn't he be said, here. He said, why are you so sad about it? I wouldn't be here. Right. So he gets it and he understands it. And to me, you know, you know, I love the fucking kid. Like he's my little mini me, you know, like I, and if it wasn't for the, the miscarriage, he wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I'd be, I, I wouldn't be so You sad. can look at it like that now. And I totally get yeah. that. And of course I feel the same way. Right. But it was still, you know, I guess I don't look at it. I do look at it like that, that, you know, er, that it did happen. We, we, because now we have Ian and, and Jonah and thank God and everything. But you also look at it as it was like a loss and, you know, right. and um, I, yeah, I know, I yeah. know for you, I know for women, I understand. I could not look at it that way. Right. I don't look at it as a loss. I don't look at it. I, look, God forbid if you're, you, you know, full term, you know, if, if it's beyond a certain point and you lose a child, that's a whole nother level yeah. and a whole nother catastrophe, like yeah. a whole nother thing. But when you're a few, you know, how how far along were you? It was eight or nine weeks. Right. Okay. So like, I don't want to get into this because this well, is it was after the heartbeat and everything. So you know, you you feel it. Right. But 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 not only that, I felt like, you know, I knew so I maybe knew one or two women who had had miscarriages, but for the most part, I didn't. And I think the first thing you think to yourself is, oh my god, I I failed. I wasn't able to keep the baby like you blame yourself and you start thinking of all the things that happen. I even was like I used a new face wash and I was like, oh, my God, maybe there was something in the face wash. I would I had the laptop on my stomach. So I was like, oh, my God, did I like fry the kid? You know, you, yeah, you, you I, think about every and, and, you know, rationally, that's not it. You know, one in four women, you know, all of those things. But you can't help but think to yourself. Why wasn't I able to keep the baby? I remember, the, all right, you know what? My memory is coming back. I do remember a little bit talking down, t- or talking you down because I knew that, you know, there was nothing that you could do because you were not intentionally trying to lose the pregnancy. And if you're not intentionally trying, you're not going to do it to yourself. You're not, you're not at fault. Right. And you did nothing. Of that course. Would be your, you know, and I, rem- I remember talking to you yeah. so much about no, this. You were, I remember you being very good about that and very supportive about that. Was that was the one for good sure. thing I could do. No, no, you were. Back then? All right. We need to take another break. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, so I know this has kind of been somewhat of a serious podcast. So I want to get into what I would tell my sons if they're married and you know having children or trying to have children what they would how they would be with if their they're partners. married to a female partner correct yeah yeah um i just want them to know number one because looking back it's kind of what i wish i knew when we were trying is number one you cannot understand at all what your spouse your what your wife is going through when she gets pregnant physically and emotionally you just need to be there for them and, and don't try to solve all the problems because that's that's where my mind goes to first and foremost. It's like, what's the problem? Here's the solution. And it's not always right. It's not what you want to hear, right? I mean, I, I, as far as I can tell from- I mean, you could solve the problem for me. I'm <laughs> okay with it. I know, but I, but- but from a, you know, from a guy's point of view, like we can't just solve the problem. Like it's not right. fixing a door or you know fixing a light or fixing <laughs> right. a you know. It's not. Are you insinuating you could fix a door? I can fix a door <laughs> knob. Okay. It's not the door itself. Uh-huh. But we can't just like get a tool and fix it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's where our mind goes to. So you just have to be comforting, and you just have to just say, "Hey, how are you feeling?" What can I do? Mm-hmm. Like, do you need help? If not, I'm just here. Mm-hmm. That's all. Makes sense, right? Sure. Okay. Um, but also on the flip side of everything, it's super fun. Enjoy it. If, yeah, there you know, are fun aspects. You to know, it. when things are good and hopefully they will be, just have fun with it and you know, go with your wife's emotions and how she's feeling. And if she's feeling great, feel fucking great and have fun with it. You know, like, like I was trying to do, I was trying to take you shopping and I was trying to do, you mm-hmm. know, all the things and I was trying, you did you know, try, I tried hard, Yeah, you, you did. know, so you got to do that stuff. I mean, it's going to give you so much satisfaction too, you know, to be able to do that for your wife. Um, and don't get crazy. We, we talked about this already, but, but, but don't get crazy about every little thing. You know, we talked about the doctors. Yeah. Ha- this was so important for us because we didn't choose the right doctors. Yeah you got to do the research and find out which doctors are right for you and what works for you guys. And, you know, we didn't find that. We made that mistake. Luckily, by what was it by the third time that you switched over or was it during Ian's pregnancy? Yeah. No. I, yeah. I switched after me as I wrote them like a three page letter about how so it was after me. Oh, it was th- yeah. I switched a few times. I, you know, um, I think it's also just our area depends where you live. Like I, I, you know, I probably would have done better with more choices in a, you know, in a city or somewhere that they had, you know, we, we, we're very limited here. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but, but that just, was definitely the biggest mistake I, I made it was you, not. You just have to know who you are, what your personalities are, what you need for yourselves and find the doctors that will support because they're out there. You yeah. found them. I've learned that with everything now, you know, not just OBGYNs with all like, even now, the therapists that we're seeing, I realize now that 
the therapist that you and I need, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the therapist that you and I need is like a real person who, you know, we've seen therapists in the past who like, you don't, they, they don't mention their, their personal lives and, and they don't laugh and they don't, you know, it's very like serious and down to business and, well, that's and what we, we don't do well with that. No, but that's what we found. We found, you know, like quote unquote good doctors and that's what they were. Personable doctors. Yeah. Like they were, they, they knew their shit. They were good doctors. I wasn't worried about, you know, I wasn't worried medically about what they were doing, but beyond that, that's all they were. And mm-hmm. we needed more than that. You needed more Right. Than that. And we didn't realize you that. You needed bedside manner. You needed yes. comfort. You yes. Needed, and that they did not provide. So we went to good doctors, but not it for just us. medically. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But, um, I thought it was pretty funny that you asked me uh, if if I if I was ever upset that I did not get to experience pregnancy. <laughs> I thought that was really. Do you think, first of all, before I answer that, that I would ever be upset that I could not experience pregnancy? I don't know. I mean, as much as it was so hard for me, and it was, you know, my first experience with it was was so hard. There are certain things that I get really sad that I'll never experience again, like feeling the baby kick and feeling that like wave in your belly and hearing the heartbeat and all of those things that were pretty freaking amazing. I used to sit up at night for like, you know, as long as I could and just feel the baby moving around. I loved that. Um, but right. And, but, and, and you'll never get to feel that. Like it was such a cool feeling. No. All right. No, no, never. No, nope, okay. never going to happen. I, I listen, I, I take a sick day if I have a hangnail. Right. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not experiencing right. pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's not going to happen. I have right. no interest. No way. I loved being there for you and, and experiencing the, you know, seeing the heartbeat and hearing the heartbeat and mm-hmm. seeing the, you know, um, the pictures that they would print out for, like, I love yeah. all that stuff and I miss it. I really do. Yeah. I would never, right. ever want to ever be pregnant. I, I think I also would have been okay not being pregnant. I think I would have also been okay with having a surrogate or, or, you know, or whatever route we chose. I, I, you know, I just remember everybody always saying, and still to this day, I say, be careful what you say in front of a pregnant woman, because people used to say to me, oh, don't you just love it? Isn't it just the most wonderful time and you're glowing and this and that? And I'd be like, no, it fucking sucks. I fucking hate it. I want it to be over. I want the baby born. I like them better out, not in. Please don't say that to me again. Like I, I was so annoyed every time I'd be like, oh, everybody would be like, it's the best I'd be like, okay, it was the best for you. Don't assume it's the best for me. Well, okay, if we decided to have another kid, huh. right, I feel the same way. Although, I got to say, I do miss... You have a vasectomy. <laughs> okay, if I didn't, mm-hmm. don't say that out loud, because if there is ever a zombie apocalypse, I'm useless. So I don't want people oh, to so know. Oh, you'll be the first to know. Oh, and Handmaid's no. Tale too. you'll be useless. I'll be the first to go, not to the go. first to know. And yeah. Handmaid's Tale, you'd be useless. I'm useless. I'd be great. Right. I'd be, well, I could still be a commander, but. Not really. Well, what's his name was so far, right? He can't. I don't know. People might not have seen it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I miss, I, I do miss the babies. I miss, I love that stage i love having babies i love having toddlers i love all that stuff because i get to go to work exactly <laughs> i was just gonna say yeah i know that mm-hmm. you were giving me that stare mm-hmm. but i do i love all that stuff but if uh if we decided to have 
if I did not have the vasectomy, if we were going to decide to have another child, would you decide to be, and you were on board, you wanted another kid. I can't even think like that. Right. So I have a recurring nightmare. You know, people have a recurring nightmare about you're going to class and you haven't studied or whatever it is, or, you know, you're naked in front of my recurring nightmare is that I'm pregnant Mm -hmm. and I am the entire time. Like I, I don't, I can't be, I don't want to be pregnant. No, just, I don't want you, another baby. Would you have a surrogate? Would you adopt? Would you get pregnant? Would you, like, what are your, what do you think? Nothing. No, no, I'm saying if you wanted a baby. I don't. Okay. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, like, go there because, you, I, love I mean, babies. I'm super, our, our, our old babysitter, our former babysitter, who we're very, very close with, she just had a baby. And she has brought the baby over a few times. And when that baby leaves... I am like heartbroken. Well, I, wait, I, so I I get a little bit of the sense of the grandmother thing already. I was just gonna say, I here's why I need another wife. You're you're ready to age. And well, I'm she, ex- very excited to be a grandmother. She left, and you're like, I know what it's like to be a grandma. Mm-hmm. I I know what it's like to want to be. No, a grandma. like I miss that baby when she's not here. Right, and I'm like, are you? fucking kidding right no, but i don't want the, one right but i don't want you to be a grandma either i'm not a grandma yet I don't, but i don't want you, want, I don't want you to want to be a grandma <laughs> <laughs> this, that's insane i don't have any liver spots yet you uh, have to have <laughs> liver spots to be a grandma oh god <laughs> we're too young for this okay yeah i would just say to people who are trying to get pregnant first of all I know we have a lot of young listeners um which makes me so happy and it's one of the reasons i wanted to do this episode and I also want to say that every single experience is different. Most likely, you are not going to have the same experience I did. And if you do, you will get through it. Um, but prep first. We did not prep. We had no conversations. I mean, you know, th- that's another reason I think the date night questions are so important is that we need to we need to be talking about that stuff, even if it's not relevant at that moment. And, and Could you imagine if we had those questions when we were right. that age? Well, like what the difference would be. Right. And if we had agreed to do them. Yeah. I just feel like you need to have these, com- not every conversation can be about cute onesies and, you know, gender reveals and this and that. Like it needs to be the real stuff. And had you and I had any of those conversations first, you can't really experience it until you're going through it. But I do think it would have opened us up more to supporting one another and taking care of one another through it more. You know, right. obviously you can't know how you're going to actually act, actually feel until you're going through it. And to my boys, I would say, um, and to Mia too, you know, because she's going to have a partner one day who who knows, I don't know if any of them, we don't even know if any of them are going to have kids, whatever they decide. But whoever their partners are or whatever, but I, I think... When it comes to pregnancy, if you're not the one pregnant, you cannot understand what they mean when they say I'm exhausted because it's not the same exhaustion you know. You cannot understand what they mean when they say I'm nauseous because it's not the same nauseous you've ever felt. Like, and, and we do a little bit need to treat women like this is a big deal. And, and pregnancy is you know other than like giving up a, a woman your this your seat on the bus or the subway or whatever there's not a lot or a parking spot closer to the mall there's not a lot we do to take care of them you know during pregnancy do that take know that it's it's hard your body is growing a fucking spinal cord and some organs and shit 
<laughs> and that's what babies are. A yeah. spinal cord and organs. Yeah, and yeah. you're growing that inside of you. Right. You know, like like give it up. <laughs> so just, you know, treat them like they are doing that because that is what they're doing in a society. I think we forget that. So, um, you know. Yeah. Okay. I I do have a couple things here, a couple st- like stat like things. Oh, you do. I do. Okay. Did me some research. And I don't want to dissuade people from getting pregnant, but Oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> I, I, I just did a couple Google uh, Google Google searches and uh You you searched the interweb? In the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Parents magazine, pregnancy can lead to greater intimacy. It could. <laughs> or it could also lead to less pleasant changes in a relationship, including fidelity. Estimates of the number of men who stray during the parent, the partner's pregnancies are understandably difficult to gauge, right? So a lot of guys are straying from the marriage and being, you know. Oh, I worried about that. But what's interesting, what I found was that the cheating is not necessarily, necessarily about having sex. It can also stem from emotional need, like a desire to be cared for, to feel important or special, and to take attention away from the pregnant spouse. Right? So they're not feeling... So the, so the woman is pregnant and you're worried that not you're me. not getting not as me. much attention as you need. <laughs> Does anybody see the issue with this? I'm just reading a thing here. Okay. I'm not saying this is something that I think or believe. Uh, but or... I did worry about that because we weren't having sex. I was worried that you were going to go and get it somewhere else because I could not give it. No, you couldn't. No. I but couldn't. no, I didn't. Aren't you proud of me? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, gold star. According to the bump.com, there are six common fights during pregnancy. Uh, I got to number three before you yelled at me to come in and start recording. Okay. So I have three of the six. The first is the name fight. So when couples start arguing over the name of the child, like somebody looks up lists, the top 10 of 2020, you know, whatever it is, and they start fighting about the name of the child. So prepare for that. Yeah, naming is hard. We had trouble. Did we have trouble? Yes, we had a lot of trouble. Mia was the only girl's name we we agreed on, and it was neither of our first choice. I mean, I love it. But it Did was you have, not, what was your first choice? Do you remember? No, I don't yeah. remember. I just remember with Jonah, his name is Jonah Asher. I wanted his first name Asher. Right, and we I were said like no. dead set against right. it. And mm-hmm. it. So we said Jonah, right? Ian was easy, right? We needed an E for my grandfather who passed away, mm-hmm. Emmanuel. And we liked the name Ian, so we did E yeah. Ian. Yeah. Yeah. That was easy. Okay. Next is, which kind of relates to the first thing I said, the selfish fight, where your partner is so obsessed about the pregnancy that like if the person who is pregnant is so obsessed about the pregnancy that they never talk about anything else, they only want to talk about the pregnancy Mm. and the, the non-pregnant partner wants to talk about other things or be engaged in conversation about other things. So they get a little bit selfish about the fact that they're pregnant and that's all they're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then next is what we already talked about before, which is the sex fight where Mm -hmm. the guy thinks that, the pregnant wife is looking smoking hot. It's glowing. Got the big boobs going on. Got this like aura about them, this energy about them. And the woman has no and interest. a ton of discharge. Whatsoever. <laughs> and they have discharge, right. So they fight about sex because the guy is really turned on. 
Mm-hmm. Because pregnancy is hot. That's what I was saying before. Well, a lot of girls, I, I know during their second trimester, a lot of women, are their, their uh, libido skyrockets. They're yeah. having sex all the time. And then you look like you should because you're looking like you, you want some sex. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Pregnancy is hot. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But just not with me. <laughs> I, 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 I was the was. I was the one exception, but but, but I thought it was. And okay, I tried. you should have come a little closer and sniffed, and you would have been done. Uh, okay, now I'm done. <laughs> my whatever it was, my hormones or whatever, I was. It was like I had marinated in something fierce. On that note, <laughs> that's all I got. So I think we're I think okay. we're good for this episode. <laughs> Are you turned on? No. I just, I felt fucking disgusting. I just, I did. Um, but you out there, whoever's listening, may not. So right. don't listen to what Tim No, 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 saying. do not listen to me. No, I was, and again, you know, listen, I'm, I was, I, I did it three times. So, you know, I obviously. Right, you felt that way and came back twice. Right, well, that's right. what my mom used to always say to me when I was younger when, you know, because the, you know, you're always so worried as a younger girl that you, you what, what oh my God, I'm gonna have to go through labor and it's gonna be so painful. And my mom was always like, I did it three times. You don't, you know, obviously it was okay. But I mean, and not everybody does again. And that's fine. And that's totally, uh, oh my God, I respect it so much. But, you know, that you don't need to be, everybody's story is their own. And, uh, and I was certainly an extreme case. I have a question. I don't even know if I ever asked you this before. Is the fact that, because when you are pregnant with Mia and the labor, you know, didn't go as planned. Oh, that was another and thing. And she yeah. got stuck and, you know, had to go for the C-section. And, yeah. All this, you know, it was terrible. And so you had to go for a C-section and then your doctor recommended if you have a C-section, the next time you get pregnant, you go for a C-section either way, no matter what. Yeah. Had you not known that, had you, had you expected to have to go through labor, you know, natural labor again, would you have, would, would you have as easily had more kids? Oh, sure. The, oh, as, really? as awful as the labor was, it was nothing compared to what I went through mentally. Okay. I know. Yeah. I never asked you that. I was yeah. Just, I was no, curious. no. But I was, I remember saying to the nurse when I was getting the C-section because they gave me the spinal and I, and the morphine and everything, I was like flying high and I was in the worst pain of my life. And then all of a sudden I was the most euphoric of my life. And I remember saying to her like, how do I schedule this for my next baby? She's like, you don't know when your next baby is going to be. I was like, I just block off like 2011, 2012, right. whatever it is. Yeah, I I, I just, I'm a huge, I love C-sections, man. Love them. <laughs> love them. I know I'm not, probably not supposed to say that. No, you probably shouldn't I'm say probably that. shouldn't say yeah. that, but it, I do. I love them. Are you gonna make People me, are so scared of C-sections. You're going to make me take this out tomorrow. Probably, anyway. but, but, but no, I think it's important to say because a lot of people are really fearful of C-sections and you know, I mean, I, I like Look, them. there's risks with anything. You're Absolutely. under anesthesia. Of you're course. Un, you know, there's all, your C-sections went very well. Thank God, luckily. And you were high as a fucking kite and I was having fun talking to you while oh, you I were. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. <laughs> and uh, that is it. Okay. I think we're done. Okay. All right. Don't forget to go to marriagemartinis.com slash DNQ for the date night questions. Check that out. Mm-hmm. And rate thanks, and guys. Review. Yeah, rate Friday review. 5, all, all that, that good stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. All right. Thanks, guys. You have a great week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.